Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Down by the Creek. I am your host, Alvin Williams, and here at this podcast, we like to dive into the chaos of Cape Side that is Dawson's Creek. We also like to have a little bit of Nostalgia Fest, talk about some high school drama, and uh, enjoy some new wave music as well. Uh, before we get into the show, I just wanted to let people know that if you would like to join this burgeoning Creeker community, feel free to submit any high school love triangle stories. Uh, uh, Dawson's Creek Facts or Paula Cole covers to creektalk98 at gmail.com and I will be happy to play those and read those uh, live on air. Now, uh, this week we are talking about episode three of season one, Kiss, uh, but I can't do that alone. Joining me this creek, you may know her as one half is the of the hilarious comedy duo hashtag booked or she may be indirectly responsible for winning you a cash prize on Call of Duty Warzone. So run her her fucking coin. Please give a, a large round of applause to Lanisa Frederick. Facts, facts, all these facts. Lanisa, thank you so much for joining me, first of all. I'm so hyped. <laughs> I am incredibly excited. Um, I can't wait to dive into things with you and talk about this crazy Caucasian show. White as hell. <laughs> so uh, for uh, just uh, before we let's you know what let's get right into it. Okay, uh, Dawson's Creek premiered in January on January twentieth of nineteen ninety eight. It was a Tuesday. Uh, so I would just like to know where's Lanisa? Where take me to a Tuesday? We're in nineteen ninety eight. Wow. What is Lanisa doing? Well, um, let's see. Um, I'm t- <laughs> speaking like that because I was in marching band. Oh, okay, well, I, uh, great. <laughs> so I guarantee, I guarantee I was at some like marching band rehearsal playing my flute. Oh, uh, flute. Okay. And, I thought you uh, might have been on the drum line. Like, a <laughs> no, oh, I was a flautist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Flautist respect. Right. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, that was drama in itself. Like all the flute play, like talk about drama because you wanted to get to first chair. Mm. So it was like no holds bar. Like, were you a natural or were you doing the fighting? <clears throat> you know, <laughs> no, uh, no comment. My, my image. Yeah. Now, so. <laughs> then you were first chair. You were first chair. You were great. You were yeah. killing it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I guarantee I was probably in rehearsal for marching band thinking like we have to make it to state. Yes. This is the end of the world. <laughs> So, okay. So you're, so you're, you're, you're cranking things out. Uh, also, uh, you know, um, uh, Lauren Hill's, the miseducation of Lauren Hill came out in 1998. So I imagine you maybe were co- learning to cover, you know, X factor or, you know, a doo-wop oh. on your, on, on with your flautist skillery. Oh, I don't think that's a word, but <laughs> so. Absolutely. It was probably this, maybe the second CD, maybe my, I don't know, maybe I had a handful by then, but like, after, of course, waiting to exhale because that's what oh, everybody understand- had. Understandable. Without doubt. That, so that was everybody's first. Miseducation mis- edu- mis- mis- is so burned into my brain. I, I grew up around so many young teenage girls, cousins, and things like that who were just, if, if, if it was a good day, they were playing that thing over yeah. and over and over. And if it was a bad day, they were playing X Factor over and yeah. over and over and over again. So when I hear those songs, they make me emotional. And I wasn't even going through those things that they were going through. It's just like symbiotic. <laughs> emotions 
it, but it, what a what a year for for that album to come out. So Amazing. okay, so, yeah. so so you're done uh, getting your flout routines all uh, figured out. You're sitting down. This is pre DVR time, as is for anyone born, you know, uh, in the two thousands, which you know. Wow. Get your life that together happened. for one. Yeah. So anyone born yeah. in the 2000s might not know that you should have to sit down to watch television. Right. Now, right. were you watching Dawson's Creek in 1998 or did you come to this Absolutely late? Absolutely not. I was like, this is the whitest <laughs> yes. shit I've ever. I hated it. And look, I went to a real diverse high school. Yeah. Well, you know, my bestie was white. Like, we look like the United Colors of Benetton. <laughs> like, we were that group. Yeah. But that came out, and I was like, this is the whitest shit. It's exceptionally Caucasian. Exceptional. I like that. I'm going to use that. This is exceptionally Caucasian. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was like, wow. <laughs> I couldn't do it. The drama, the plot lines, everything is like, oh, I don't have any relation to this at all. None. But- at all. Now, I love the music. <laughs> oh, great music. Great Amazing. new wave, acoustic, fun. So it really yeah. takes you back to like school dances, kind of. Yes. <laughs> I know they can't see me, but dancing like yeah, uh, da- with Bibles in between. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hands on shoulders, hands on your shoulders, hands on my shoulders and sway. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, now, um, this is I I'm very familiar with the show just because it was a juggernaut of a show at the time. Like, even if you didn't watch it, if you hated it, you saw it on the magazine covers. James Vanderbeek, yeah. Katie Holmes was the girl next door of the time and all those kind of things. So I knew about it, but I definitely wasn't watching it. I was a Buffy guy. And then there was a slew of sitcoms to watch in the 90s. That was right. black television. Now, me going through, and really, this is my first iteration. This is my first time going through it. I've caught some things. I even know a lot of the spoilers, quote unquote, of the show, just because right. you just catch them. It's like knowing how loss ended, right? Exactly. Um, but this is my first time going through it, and it made me so curious. I'm on episode. We're on episode three. We're we, we're, doing, we're talking about episode three today, so I'm three in, and it made me curious, and not curious because I know the answer, but the '90s. Black people did not get shows like this. It was, you were just, if if you were a comedian and killing it, they gave you a sitcom and maybe one or two of those episodes, you know, your dad comes back into town when he, because he didn't, you know, take care of you as a kid or there's like a molester episode or something. And those are the drama. (laughs) Those are the, like the real meat on your bone acting chops uh shows of the 90s now you know there were a lot of dramatic movies that you know centered around like gang violence and you know all that kind of stuff but there was just there was just oh my god there was just no show where it was just like i'm just a kid and the drama of being a kid like i guess different world but they all had to have laugh tracks oh absolutely we didn't have i mean we had moesha laugh track like you said laugh track different world um do you remember that Amen. <laughs> oh, Amen. Amen. Two two seven. Yeah, yeah. All of those because Warner Brothers, WB. Remember, remember that was like the Black People yeah, Channel. With the yeah, yeah. And UPN. UPN. U- UPN went nuts. It was like U- this is Black U- TV. Uh, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it just was like even again when we're talking about these episodes where it might be like like a rock. Say like that show oh. rock. Like I don't even know if it was a comedy. It was a drama, but they just chose to use a sitcom format you know like it was dealing with some very heavy topics but i just the only show i could think of was new york undercover there was no there was no comparable just a a, you know a 40 minute drama and even that's a crime drama right you know so it's just well if we were doing a drama it had to be revolving around the fact of black people in poverty yes (laughs) yeah being arrested yeah (laughs) you know 
you know we just get up and breathe as well right that just wasn't you know? a concept in the 90s lanisa like, no you know black people you know what? grape soda yeah. guns you know the, the fun stuff the homies <laughs> uh so but yeah that just me being three episodes into this show and i go this show isn't about anything really it's just a it's it's, it's beverly hills 90210 it's 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 just a drama about kids in school i was really expecting like a huge uh like i was like what's the crux of this when i started watching it i was like there has to be it's gonna be about something nope. what's the obstacle that we're because i'm doing a lot of writing right now too yeah. so i was like all right let me find the obstacle what are they fighting for i was like these bitches just chilling yeah <laughs> this is this is just hot it's literally high school drama really i mean i'm, I'm three episodes in i'm sure that the intensity picks up but there it's just oh my god i want to get a kiss oh the dance i mean it's it's a it's a high school drama and it, it in the 90s for me it's such a foreign concept to me that like i could i could never imagine in 1998 little me watching a show with an all-black cast and it's just like oh today you know oh man i'm grounded because right. i snuck out late or you know and it's just that's the drama that. You know, yeah, it, we it, had Tyshawn that got shot three times, <laughs> and, then, and then his poor sad black mama had yeah. to uh, come and rescue. Or him. like a, a gang member moved into the neighborhood. Ooh, Ooh. you know yeah. that. You know, so there was drama, but it just was different. This was yeah. this was just free. It was freestanding drama. Do what you want with this show. Do what you want. And I got to tell you, Lanisa, I'm obsessed. I love the fucking show. <laughs> I'm three episodes in. I, I I love it and I hate it. Obviously, there's things to make fun of and we're going to get to them. So much. But I, I hate I hate so much of it. But God damn it, if I'm not obsessed with these people, it, I don't I don't know what it is. It, Dawson's a serial killer. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. obsessed with I, like I'm waiting for the episode where it turns into you. Uh, the Netflix show. You I'm waiting for it right, to have that right. term where you go. Oh, he's going to um, he's going to put her in a box. I, I'm holding on to that. That's my little, I'm holding that in the back of my mind. Like I'm going to be right on this and the show's already come on and ended. So I'm probably right. wrong, but I'm still, I'm still holding out hope. You know, you, know, you never know though. You got to hold on to something. I cheated and I went to, cause I was like, I can't turn this off and made my roommate watch it with me too. So we're on like episode seven That's and we're I, like, this can't be real. This actually happened. I love that you, you spread the infection. I love I it. I did. I love I did. it. She asked me, she's like, are we going to keep, watching this together yes. all the way through I'm like maybe we'll see <laughs> we'll see how we feel we'll see but it is obsessive i'm like oh wow that they just got to be yeah i mean pacey this damn <sighs> this teacher. oh this episode oh my god let you know what now i'm chomping at the bits let's get into it okay, okay so go. so this is episode three kiss okay this 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 creek uh dawson is forced to work on cliff and nelly's film while he plots his perfect kiss with jen meanwhile joey starts a tricky courtship with a rich kid in town who's in town for a visit and this show every episode really has opened up with dawson and, and joey having some kind of movie night and, and you know hanging right. out in his room as she she climbs in through his ladder on that's just always affixed to his house i've had discussions with other people in other episodes where i go especially in black neighborhoods there was never just a ladder and the windows open number one you're letting all the good air out number two uh, that you're just calling for burglars to break into your house your windows open and there's a ladder to get in and the kids would be in and the parents would be like oh you scared me hey that's not normal (laughs) my mom would be like who the fuck is in the house just you just get, did you just go get juice out of the fridge and I didn't accompany you? No, you can't do that. Don't let my mom just catch you wandering about the house getting things. You use the front door? Yeah, no. You used what? to have to be you used to have you used, my house was like Oz. You had to have your finger on my belt loop. 
Yeah. When you walk around my house, so my mom goes, oh, okay, I'm not going to call the police or right. fight you. I had You're to be, you. I was your chaperone. Yeah, I had to be your chaperone. You can't just walk about my house. No. What is this? They bold as hell here. Yeah, it's insane, man. Joey's just like, all right, later. See you later. She just leaves on her own. Doesn't say goodbye to the parents. No respect. Just walks, comes Ooh. in and out without, in talking to the adults in the home. These are, these are rules that you just don't break. This is crazy. If my mama ever, ever had caught me with some random dude in the room from a ladder and he didn't even say hello, I would not be here with you. <laughs> that would have been the, the, the story of Lanisa would have been a short one. Yes, that's it. <laughs> so so uh, Joey and Dawson are uh, laying in bed, uh, footsies up in the sky, uh, watching the film From Here to Eternity starring Deborah Kerr and Frank Sinatra, a film from 1953. And Dawson gets immediately on his bullshit talking about, you know, this is how my kiss with Jen is going to be. This is the Jen moment. This is my future we're watching. Me and Jen. Jen and I. Mm, black and white future. How retro. No, I'm talking about the romantic apotheosis. My first kiss with Jen is going to be just Whoa, like that. Oh, wait a minute. We're back to that? You mean you haven't even kissed that girl? He is so obsessive and crazy and goes into Bro. these monologues and these diatribes and, you know, the... Oh, my God. It makes me sick. Bro, you're you're supposed to be 15. 15! Like, nobody talks like this. Adults don't At talk all. like this. Romantic apotheosis? I had I to mean, look it up. I didn't date niggas that don't even know how to pronounce Merlot. So, <laughs> how the fuck are you? <laughs> I have full-grown like, adults that I call Miss and Mister who can't say salmon correctly. And you, a 15-year-old... Salmon. <laughs> salmon. Uh, you, a 15-year-old, are talking about romantic apotheosis and the crux and the this and this will be my uh, rude de trait. He's talking in French. He's doing all these crazy. This dude's fucking, he's nutso bananas. And Joey's just like, bro, shut up and just kiss her, man. I don't I don't need to hear about this anymore. Okay. Enough, right? So just a, a little creek fact from this scene. Uh, Joey is, uh, she says to Dawson, romance doesn't come with a John Williams score. And uh, John Williams... Uh, he, he not only he scored a number of uh, Steven Spielberg films, one of which being Close Encounters of the Third Third Kind, which is one of the posters that's scattered about amongst his all his rooms is just like scattered with all these crazy posters. He has this whole they're all they're in order by a uh, box office gross. He's a he's a so he's a sociopath he's and he's obsessed with Steven Spielberg and Jen. Uh, so 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 and also funny enough next to the close encounters poster is a poster of misery which is also funny because if steven spielberg ever crashed his boat in cape side he dawson would immediately misery him he'd yeah. wake up in his in his studio quote unquote his room yeah. with a board between his feet and he's like i just i would love for you to make jurassic park yeah. four um he I'm, would kathy bates the fuck out yes of him. <laughs> he's like i'd like you to write et2 but this time the alien stays and they love each other he's like i, I can't do that man i can you will and he like, loses his shit on him then joey comes in hey yes. <laughs> oh my god he's, you've seen too much and then that's when it that's when the show takes the turn he has to chloroform <laughs> joey he has to chloroform joey put her in the closet and that yeah that's the dawson's creek i'm waiting for um, so uh, after skipping the intro, because it's not Paula Coles, I don't want to wait. So I hit skip right on that. After skipping the intro, we are now, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but they're walking, everybody's, there's like this kind of vignette of them walking into the school and there's three black people walking arm and arm and arm to school, which is, <laughs> which is odd. They all have like Letterman's jackets on. Just a random thing I noticed. It, it, it has no like bearing on the story, but I was just like, why do they have them do that? That's weird. Um, but we go into the school and we're in Mr. Gold's film class and uh, Cliff's, you know, uh, lording over the class talking about right. his biopic Helmets of Glory. And 
there this is three episodes and there's only been one black person Bodie, and so now i see another black person in, in this class a, a young lady who had a nice speaking role you know it, it, it they, they didn't make her do the thing she, no, just, they didn't. she, she just added a nice addition to them having ideas about how the movie would go and they didn't cut to her and this poor actress didn't have to go like mm, well i don't it's tay dig we should get tay digs or some something where she would just be mad that she had to say that <laughs> she Let me had, give her a shout out because what i did was google every black person in the episode that was, was easy like, <laughs> angela ray she played student number two yes uh, <laughs> shout out to angela ray <laughs> <laughs> Angela's still active. She's still yes. doing her thing. Do I want to. I want to. You need to interview her. If I can. Oh, the goal of this is to get like you know people with the lowdown secrets or been on set. Yes. I uh, my my second guest. Her name is Polly Katowski. She was an extra on this show. Uh, she does she does some researching and producing for a podcast called Jensen and Holes Murder Squad, and Love she's it. in several episodes. So she had a, she had a lot of dirt and on set goss and all that kind of stuff. So had a great time. I would love to have Angela Ray on the podcast. So, you know, from your lips to God's ears, um, go. but she did, she did a great job. She didn't have to do any kind of voice, which I respect in a way. There's, there's not a lot of black people on this show, but Bodie is not, he, you know, other than the fact that they, they are treat Bodie and his girlfriend like they're the, the scum of town and they own a nice restaurant. Hilarious. I'm like, on a wharf. they own a nice restaurant. <laughs> it's a seafood they- restaurant on a wharf. Lanisa, that's a money. that's a beautiful piece of property to have a restaurant, right. and they're like they're I the think scum of town. Some money, yeah. And Bodie's like a chef, you know. These are great people, and they're like, no, they're the they're from the wrong side of the tracks, which Ew. is in, it's an insane storyline to me. But we'll we'll get to, we'll get to Bodie. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to there. we'll get to Bodie. Um, so from the class after Dawson tries to you know contribute a little you know of his film wisdom uh Nelly shuts him down immediately. She she's not having it. You don't she because she's the producer on this film also side note what is a producer in a high school film (laughs) what is if you're the producer of a high school film project what is your role that's when the teacher gets bored and says i don't know what the fuck to (laughs) give you you're the producer you can't you can't act your writing structure is terrible you're the producer you have to give them some kind of job because they're in your class so it's like no you're the you're the you you know what nelly you have the most important job. You know he did that. You have the oh. most important job. You're yeah. the you're the producer. I really need to rely on you. Look, I used to be a teacher. I tell my kids that all the time. Listen, Nelly, you're the captain of this ship. So right. this is all falls on you. But she takes it dead serious and she shut she shuts Dawson down immediately when he's trying to be like, right. Hey guys, haven't you seen Rocky and the story structure and the three acts? He, no. He just is so Oh my God, he's no. he's too much. But from there, we end up in Pacey's class, and, and Pacey, this episode, we've already gotten into it a little bit. Pa- Pacey is is full blown boy next door in this uh in this episode. I don't have you seen? I had the misfortune of seeing uh, Jennifer Lopez's uh, Boy Next Door, where she is seduced by one of her students. I have not seen this, Jim. Oh my God, she's seduced by one of her students, and it like you know he he romantically seduces her. He but in the movie, he's like I'm 19, you know, because Jennifer Lopez is like I'm not signing on to do. Right. kudos to the actress that plays miss jacobs because for 1998 for any time she's like yeah he's 15 no cool this is going to be very i like to i'm going to uh, chomp my bits into this, this is going to be a great piece of you know acting to do jennifer lopez was like you need to make the boy have failed and so he's 19 i'm not sleeping okay. with a 15 year old on camera okay yeah so but the the same thing well it's it's worse this is a, this is a, this doesn't happen in this show but he goes crazy they hook up and everything and then he's like i'm going to ruin your career Oh shit! But Pacey has signs of that in this episode where you're like, "Oh, you're you're 
one, too attached, and two, right. being very kind of threatening about knowing that she knows her career's on the line by even flirting with you a little bit, and you kind of use it against her. It's scary as hell. Oh, There's that part yeah. where he's in the hallway in the wheelchair, <laughs> and she comes out, and yeah. he's like, hello, hello Tamara. Hey. Hello, Tamara. Oh, I know ex- I know exactly what you were doing. Yeah, uh yeah, Pacey Pacey's nuts oh bananas in this episode, right? But this is just the this is just the beginning. This is the foreshadowing of it. Yeah. You know, he's in class and he's making his jokes because uh Miss Jacobs pulling him aside to let him know you're failing like you're like terribly failing. It's like crazy how bad you're failing. And he lets her know, Oh, this is all part of my plan. Uh this and he says it like it's a joke. But he's not oh. joking because you have to try to get a twenty three percent on the test. I don't even know if you can get a 23% on it. That's like, you'll get an incomplete before you get a percentage rate. Like that means he answered all the questions wrong on purpose. He didn't just not do it. He did it and just got them so wrong that she had to give him a percentage. Ruin the grading curve. Nothing. He might've even spelled his name wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane. It's poor. (laughs) He, he just was like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get, I need to get uh, some private tutoring. But Ugh. so he says it like a joke, but to get a 23%, I think we can both agree. He, he did that on purpose. I mean, that's, Absolutely. that's a, that's a, a spectacular failing. Yeah. That's like a crash and burn intentionally. Can't try. And you know, so, so, so um, he starts to flirt with her and she's like, we can't interact like this. She already throughout this whole episode, which I'll get to, she's all in the whole episode. She's very much like, Oh man, like relax. But she rewards his creepy behavior by saying, yes. I have a uh, slot open after school. I'll, I'll help you study. You know, so constantly through this up ep- three episodes into the show and all of these dudes, disgusting behavior is constantly rewarded. Gross. The girls are always like, you know what? That's cute. And I like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're really a kind of a stalker, but you know, it's endearing. So um, it's cool. I see. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, so, so from the school, we're treated to one of the many beautiful vignettes of this show. I mean, the water and everything like, and then we get to see the beautiful new Bodie, Bodie two, because they ant vived Bodie. Uh, we get to see Bodie number two in episode one. There was a different Bodie. Uh, pl- I caught that. There was a I diff- was like, yeah, that's a different Bodie. Different- yeah, and 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 he's light skin, but what I won't get into that. that. They this show's so white they didn't even know. They, they didn't. They, you they know, didn't. they did. Yeah, they were like, we it just was the era of uh, light skinned it. Yeah, curly haired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Shamar Moore era. Like that's yeah. That was in Yeah. So get a, get that's a, how we got cast. Yeah. <laughs> so so they kick boot. Bo- they cook. They kick Bodie one out. We get Bodie two in. Bodie and Betsy are uh, running their beautiful restaurant, the Ice House, which apparently is a slum. Uh, I'm still trying to. Poor. I'm still trying it's to wrap poor. my head around you know uh, these poor's and how they survive in this town with their seafood restaurant that probably has market price on everything. Like you know, oh it's the swordfish. Yeah, no, you know how only poor people eat swordfish. Poor people. Yeah. <laughs> how much does that cost? It's market. It depends on the day. Or, you know. <laughs> but it's like it's 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 poor though. Dawson is outside grandstanding talking about how these uh, these kids in the class know nothing about film and helmets of glorious trash and I'm a real director he's always just grandstanding and going on and on and on and pacey's like yeah man cool i don't know how him and pacey are friends because pacey aside from he's creepy in this episode he seems like a a normal well-adjusted high school boy who's like oh i'm in i want to kiss girls and make jokes and crack you know slick wisecracks and stuff and dawson's like well you know the foreboding of the you know yeah (laughs) he's always talking in director speak and like oh man my my, my dad and my mom had a real tete-a-tete last night he's like 
they were arguing like why are you saying it like that like don't why, why are you talking like that it's insane it's weird <laughs> yeah also i took a film class in high school i had a great time we watched all kind of cool films and if there was a kid in the class who was like <laughs> it's a very elementary uh idea of breaking <laughs> of breaking down the dark night i just you know I, there's it's more complex than that we would have jumped him we would have we would have jumped him like fuck you man like we all like movies i have to assume everyone that took signed up for the film class Likes like films, them. and he's like, "You don't like them like how I do, though." So like you're, a, I do. yeah. So you're a you're a plebeian and a fool, and I don't respect you, and you should shut up because you know nothing about cinema. And it's yeah. like, bro, okay, man, you like Steven Spielberg movies? Relax. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, we would have put him in a corner. <laughs> he's such an asshole constantly, and this is Dawson's Creek. Like he's the titular character, and he's not likable at all. And why is it his creek? <laughs> It's just Dawson's Out of creep. all the people, I'm like, but why'd y'all choose Dawson to have this creep? <laughs> He's weird, stalkery, annoying. Very I don't so. know how he has friends. Pretentious, condescending. So many. I could go yeah. on and on about how I hate Dawson. And also, oh, he's a serial killer, probably. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ooh, Ooh, so uh, while Dawson's going on and on and on, Joey pops in because she's working a shift at her sister's restaurant, which is perfectly respectable. Your sister owns a super popping restaurant on a wharf. Yeah. I don't know why, you know, the, the whole premise of this episode is like, I'm embarrassed. And I'm, that's I'm fine. Over. You're helping your family restaurant grow. That's why is that embarrassing? Like, I don't I don't understand. But anyway, she sits down for a second to take their orders and be friends or whatever. And uh, uh, a dude walks up and they have a little uh, flirty eye to eye thing. And, you know, oh, and they keep for three episodes. They've been treating Joey like she's this horrendous monster with this long neck. And you know, and she's she's she's, she's, she's beautiful. Long neck? Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, my God, like, you're so tall and weird and goofy. Oh, my God, you're such a tomboy. And it's like, bro, she's a perfectly, she's a cute girl. And they're like, oh, my God, does Joey like boys now? It's like, all right, man, really? Like they, yeah. they just give her yeah. shit all the time. Like, she, you know, it's just insane. But, you know, she has a little eye-to-eye thing. And then from there, we cut to Dawson. And he's now a PA on the set of Helmets of Glory, right? And helmets of Glory. Helmets, helmets of Glory. And he's, he is like, I'm just biding my time. Mr. Gold's going to let me in the class. I'm going to be a PA on this shitty movie. You know, I feel like most PAs feel like this is like, it's a living. Like, I feel like most production assistants are like, it's, listen, man, it's a job. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know they do what they can do. Uh, also, Jen pops in, and she's now a cheerleader in the film with Cliff. And Cliff has a little, one of those moments where he's like, oh, thanks, David. And she goes, it's, it's Dawson. It's, the, it's Dawson's Creek, man. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so from the locker room scene, we're back. It's now part two. Now, Pacey, he's, he's 10 oysters deep. He's now had his romantic uh, aphrodisiacs, and he's now in his uh, study session with Miss Jacobs, and he's getting all in his feelings because he, does, he doesn't know his place in school, and he asks her, you know, what were you in high school? And so and now we've already – I was going to ask you this question, but you already made it clear, but according to him, it's only you're either a jock, a brain, or a cheerleader, but you were in marching band. So marching. is that brain? Like if we're going to have to categorize it in these I – mean- I did marching band in theater. As an art, you were art. You were an art kid. He missed out on so many. Kid. Yeah, he was. A, he missed out on so many categories. I Man, you could be an art kid. You could be a smoker, yeah. an emo. I don't know what the nineties yeah. version of that was. Grunge. I guess grunge was emo grunge, before. Grunge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. There's so have- many things like you either a jock, a brain, or a cheerleader. And if you play instruments, you're a brain. And if you play chess, you're a jock <laughs> and a brain. It's like, it's like, what are you? Well, he was 15, so we can't expect. <laughs> yeah, he's a, oh yeah, he's a child. <laughs> so, and that make that be, oh, I love this. We'll get to the scene where it becomes abund- abundantly clear that he's a child. It's such, it's the most awkward scene ever I've ever oh. seen in the show. And we will get to it. But How even, did that get approved anyway? Oh, okay. well this also just another Creek fact, which I've given before, but this show had a, uh, 
it lost a couple sponsorships this season in the first season because this was such a taboo st- storyline. We can't have our family products wow. paying for this, paying for this smut. So, wow. <laughs> and again, this is another scene where Miss Jacobs' energy is like she's robbing a bank with a wild card, and she's like, you know, she's like, hey. We don't want to hurt anybody. We just want the money. He comes in like, I'll fucking kill everybody in here. Give me your wallets. Like, we're here for specific money, man. You know, don't take their wallets, too. Pacey's coming in hot. Hard. Every, He's coming in hard. Yeah. Every, every time. For no reason. And then, but, I also don't get hurt. Like, I don't get the attraction. And I'm sure that Whoa, 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 Lanisa. Pacey is... 15! <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. I was Joshua. I was just from a from a from a looks perspective. I'm like Joshua Jackson is looks better than Pacey. I mean, looks better than uh, uh, James Vanderbeek to me, and all those kind of things. He is a child. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, you're right. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. The the, the relationship's wrong. You're, yeah, you're right. No, the relationship's super wrong, and it's, it's disgusting. She shouldn't be attracted to him or look at him like that in any kind of way. Gr- ugh, gross. Ew. Nasty woman. Uh, so uh, meanwhile, Joey's still at work and she finds herself taking out the trash when she's swooned by this young man playing a violin on a boat, which is, again, uh, rich. That's just what the rich people do. Shit <laughs> I've ever- it's the most Caucasian rich thing I've ever seen. I don't. And I know plenty of white people. If they've never played a violin on a boat ever. A, an acoustic guitar, maybe. But maybe. a violin is like I think that's just because we're supposed to go. Oh, rich. Right. Oh, he's rich. It so, was basic. Yeah, it was so, like, how can we get uh him to, them to understand that he's rich? Throw a violin in there. He'll play a violin on a boat. On a boat. On a, a normal sized boat. It's not a yacht, anything like that. Perfectly fine boat. I don't think they did a great job of portraying that he's rich. It's just like he tucks his <laughs> he tucks in his shirt and he he likes music. Like, okay, I guess he I guess he's rich. Guess but he's it's rich. it's it's some of that it's some of that fay music, you know, like violins and flutes and things. Oh. But yeah, it's, he's not listening. He's not playing Bruce Springsteen like an like no. a real uh, middle class American would play. He's like playing rich snooty music like violins. And they have some sassy repartee before Anderson, played by Ian Bowen. Ian Bowen. Uh, I only know I've known I've seen him in a few things, but I know him specifically from Teen Wolf. I was a big Teen Wolf, the TV show fan on MTV. Oh. Uh, he played a character on there. He did a good job. And he's another guy. Um, Scott Foley from Scandal plays Cliff, Woo. handsome man, more oh. handsome now. Had a conversation on an episode where I, sc- I, get, I go, Scott Foley looks better now as older. Yeah. And Ian Bowen looks better now. Even in this, he just looks like Dawson. Yeah, he just looks like a little white boy. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 where the hair slicks back and then kind of comes back to the to the front a little bit at the tips. Yeah. yeah, Dawson had the same thing. He just and, you know, he wore like an L.L. Bean shirt, but he's new in town. And he's rich. So Joey's like, I'm intrigued. And she plays and she pretends to be Deborah. She puts on her new persona. And I'm from New York and I'm rich as well. And I'm passing through town as well. Uh Aha. That classic trope. Oh, the poor, the the poor person pretending to be rich. And now we're back on set. And Nellie has a Christian Bale outburst while they're in the middle of filming a scene. She P.A. Dawson is just like rapping chords and being like this is a stupid movie like anybody on a stupid movie i think anybody if a production assistant on like battlefield earth or you know don't mess with the zohan or something like that you're like this scene doesn't make any sense but yeah but whatever it's a living you know that kind of thing and she's like excuse me are you disrespecting my script uh and now as 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 a working actor i would love to you don't have to name any names if you do have any stories but have you seen this uh artist outburst type of thing in person 
Have I seen an art? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw somebody throw a chair once. No. Yeah, chair flew across the room. And my ass, I'm an asshole because I just be like, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> like I egg shit on. I'm, <laughs> loudly. Like, Why, would they, crazy. <laughs> Why would they let their watch alarm go off when you're in the middle of your monologue? And you're like, <laughs> yes. How dare you? You know how long it takes me to get into character this way? <laughs> you should do something about that. I'm that asshole. <laughs> So yeah, um, I've definitely see, seen some outbursts, but Nelly, she had no reason to burst out. No, she like, just doesn't like him. And he asks her that. And she goes into the whole thing again about, I'm a producer and I worked really hard to be here. First of all, we're all in school. Now, Dawson isn't in the class, but it's not like you worked harder to be in the class than he did. You're just in the class. So she has this whole entitlement of like, right. and she's treating him like, I don't mean to keep referencing drum, drumline, but she... She's treating him how like how the the drumline leader treats Nick Cannon when he's like you come you you come in here with your hot shot energy and think you're running the show. She Danny Glovers him. She Danny Glovers his Mel Gibson. And she's like, look, man, I've been around here a long time, and you come in doing cartwheels and shooting first asking questions later, and I don't like it. And it's like, uh, we're both in a film class shooting a film that we're gonna get a grade on. This isn't going to Cannes or this isn't going to, the, you know, this isn't going to some kind of film festival. This is for a grade. And it's in high school. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. Dawson is filming his own film and nobody cares. He's nobody taking the, cares. Nobody, they don't care. Nobody At cares. all. Nobody cares. But that's when, I feel like in high school, though, and I'm sure you had this, too, that everything was like so yes. important. This is very, this is serious. I mean, I, I mentioned that I had a film class and our end of year project was to be, was supposed to be to make a film but so we wrote scripts and everything like that but then halfway through the year my teacher realized one this is film one and none of us are prepared to when are we going to make a like the things that they're doing of like getting a whole film together on like a saturday or after school and have filming yeah. fi cameras and everything and booms and my school didn't have this kind of money so my teacher yeah. was like never mind it was the laziest thing i've ever seen like he just like halfway through the semester he just was like i bit off more than i could chew guys i'm sorry i had you write that script but this is not we happening. <laughs> We're not making a movie, like this is, which is more realistic. Like, what school? I mean, you know, this is a very white school in a in a, a right. town by a, a creek at Cape Side High School. Apparently, has money to blow. You know, so and it, that it is a public school, right? It's a public school in a good district, right? Yeah. yeah. So they got a little they bit more. They got a little bit of more coin than uh South Side Cape Side High School down the street. Right, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> like, Which we don't I have helmets. That TV show. Yeah. Oh my God, man. The, oh, the other side of the tracks where they say Joey's from. I'd love to see yeah. the real side of the where Bodie goes to lay his head after he makes <laughs> culinary masterpieces, and this is probably like a beautiful fucking uh, uh modern black neighborhood where they're like exactly. Afro futuristic and exactly. <laughs> like, and all the white people are like, oh my God, they're they're crazy over there. They're listening to Miseducation of Lauren Hill and. Oh my God. <laughs> they're wearing they're wearing doobie wraps and oh selling God. selling green juices these people are crazy <laughs> <laughs> not green juices. yeah so so uh so after um you know uh, her outburst and um she sends him on you know another errand or you know tells him off or whatever uh we're now in the later half of the tutoring session where uh, the flirtation starts to cross a line yes. and you know because miss jacobs made promises and you know how women make promises to men and it's like, you got to you got to own up to those promises. You can't make you told me I was going to get something and now you owe it. And now, Miss Tamara, you owe me. So so he he nails, he blows through the little study test that this 
fake test that he uh, she gave him gets everything right and everything like that. And he's like, so where's my uh, um, what she oh. call it? Uh, what she call it? A uh, tell you what, you answer all of them, and perhaps I'll give you some positive reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's like, uh, Miss Jacobs, I'm here to collect. And so, so she's, and again, she gets that energy where it's like, bro, be cool, man. Like there's, I think there's people here. And he's like the janitor. It's like he, it's like he scoped the place out before that. He's like, the like janitors are killer. gone. Like a killer. They, they, Pacey and Dawson don't have good energy in this episode no. and they're both terrifying. So he's like, it's, it's cool, man. The, 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 uh, the janitors are gone. All the teachers are gone. So we're here by ourselves. And then she calls his bluff. But where should we do? I, I know my desk. Our first time should be on my desk. Strip. Hurry up. We don't have much time. Better drop him. I know what you're doing. You're calling my bluff to see how far I'll take it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm deadly serious. Take him off. I'm on to you, Tamara. I, I, you think I'm going to cave, that, that I wouldn't go through with it. I... You have condoms, Pacey? Because we are going to need condoms. It is a high school. I'm sure you can round some up. I, uh... What's wrong? Well, this just isn't the most romantic place on earth, you know. <laughs> well, is this your first time, Pacey? You know that it is. Go home, Pacey. And then we all realize, we all remember, or me, you remembered the whole time, but I, <laughs> I'm reminded of like, oh, ew, yeah, oh, that's sad, because he's like embarrassed now, he's like, yeah, I am a virgin because I'm 15 years old. So, so, and then he's like, his head's down. And she now is ashamed and remembers like, oh, what am I? She like had this self-reflection of like, um, buttons up her shirt. Like, get out, Pacey. I don't even, I don't even know where my head was at. And then he says my line of the creek. This is my line of the creek because it's so disgusting. He says, Love it. he goes, you keep saying how this is wrong. And maybe tonight it is. But just to set the record straight, I'm a firm believer that sometimes it's right to do the wrong thing. Not statutory rape. That's not what that means. No, right. I'm Cheat on the test. Yeah. Uh, Listen. Eat an extra Twinkie. Yeah. I'm familiar with a moral conundrum. Like, would you steal bread to feed your family? Yes. Not, would you fuck a kid? Because, you know, he's charming. That's yeah. not a moral. Where's the conundrum? Not the answer's all. just no. The answer's just no yeah. to that. Weird moral thing that she was like, you, I'm some washed up middle aged woman. By the way, she was only like 35 or something. Well, you know, it's the it's the 90s and it's Hollywood, so she's out of here. You know, like she's, she's not she's not viable anymore at, at 35 all. years old. What do you you might you might as well be a librarian or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so so <laughs> yeah, but she was fishing for compliments there. I, you know, she's she's done that a couple times as a mother. So she's like, oh my god, I'm like it's crazy old hag and he's like no you're not you're gorgeous and she's like stop it stop it stop it you're a kid but i'm intrigued Ew. so but that line he leaves on that note and it it works like it any creepiness that he kind of you know by putting her he's tried to fuck her at school Ew. listen we th that show on fx the teacher's out right now like this is a right. thing that's in the zeitgeist of in these we get these stories a couple times a year of teachers i'm right. sure i'm sure they probably hooked up in the school in some of these stories but like that's like stupid and she's saying hey no i shouldn't be doing this period but i definitely shouldn't be doing it at work <laughs> and he's like no nah, it's cool it's cool bro it's, okay. it's all good bro 
<laughs> so, oh. so, so from that craziness, it's we cut to the next day, and Joey, I'm sorry, uh, 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 um, um, Deborah, Deborah are they are enjoying a cute sailing date full of lies, uh, while uh, um, the right place by Eddie Reader is playing. It's this lovely kind of uh, montage of them uh, they're sailing across the water and you know giggling and everything like that. And um, they get to some kind of private beach where rich people go to. I'm sure. I'm sure Joey's never been here because she's a poor and they own some dump of a restaurant. They own a so, restaurant. Yeah, you know, poor people serving food. So she's her poor ass has never been to this. She doesn't have a boat to get to this to get to this <laughs> private island. <laughs> so they're on this private island and they're playing frisbee and joking around. And she's telling more of her lies. Her dad owns the largest tampon company in america or something like that whatever her lie is random as fuck. this is the trope of the thing where it's like he knows all the stuff so she whatever she says oh i live in new york where upper west side or uh no lower fifth and she gets it all kind of a little wrong right. <laughs> so it's like you know yeah my dad's like he's in capital funds hedge fund investments and everything what'd your dad do oh. he's uh she goes he owns a a major corporation so, oh, which which one <laughs> I read, I read Fortune, I read Fortune magazine right. every week. Which which one? Which Walmart one? or what, what? Exxon? No, tampons. <laughs> and that took me a minute because I was like, why did she say? Oh, I should be ashamed. Yeah. Period. Yes. And so he'll oh. just yeah he'll just move on. He's like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, cool. Don't know anything about women's troubles. So Ew, you know, gross. yeah. And he, but he's also probably like smart. Your dad would to get into the women's. That's a smart business move. It's 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 gross because because girl stuff, but like smart to corner the market on tampons. Smart man. I respect your dad who doesn't exist Uh, (laughs) because it cuts back and forth between Joey on a date and uh, Dawson, you know, getting shit on by Nelly. And before he saves the day, Nelly sends him off to get something from a a more toilet paper or something. She calls him doggy Dawson. And he runs into Jen where he's uh, he. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Nelly. You're you're, no wonder your script's such a hit. You you clearly (laughs) have you have a knack for writing. So uh, uh, Dawson, on the way back from getting toilet paper or whatever, he runs in the gen where he lays the foundation for his insane, uh, obs- obsessive kiss moment. He t- invites her to uh, the film at the magic hour shot location. And, you know, I just this is also another one of those moments where I'm like ill because this is a tactic that men have used since fire was in, in venice like oh man uh can i i want to have a photo shoot with you you're you're beautiful and then make a move it's like oh you're talented i want to film something with you i want to shoot a thing with you whatever and he does yeah. that and she's like oh, okay cool great so sure. so she he, he lays the groundwork for that and then we check back in on joey and patient uh joey and i mean uh joey and anderson and they're having a full-blown q conversation in the sand about JFK. About JFK and talking about the Warren report. Here's the grassy knoll here, and this is Elm. Now, Oswald was here. Do you actually here. buy into that magical theory? What are you saying? Are you saying that everyone on the Warren Commission lied? I'm just saying that Kevin Costner was pretty convincing in JFK. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe you've actually read the report. Isn't it like a million pages? Curious. It's curious, and then there's sand models of Dallas. Have I told you about my UFO theories? Like, I want to know that, like, what was their moment? And acting, we say the moment before. What the fuck was their moment yeah. before? They were throwing the frisbee, and he's like, "Hey, do you think JFK was assassinated by the yeah. U.S. government?" And she was like, "I, I mean, no, he was assassinated by 
the guy that you know they that they say shot him. No, let me show you something. You take some pails and Get build here. some sand castles and stuff. He's like, okay, so this is the clock tower, and they say he was on the grassy knoll, and then that's when we cut in. He's like, and then the car comes down here. That's that's the moment before. Just a I would have walked out of that date. I'd have been like, <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck are you? Did you just? We gonna get cheeseburgers and nah. Yeah, did you just build a miniature city of Dallas, Texas, and talk to me about a, a, a presidential assassination? This date's <laughs> over. I have a shift. <laughs> she just starts being honest. Like I have a job. I'm not Deborah. I work cool for. Work. I work for a living. My family only owns a meager fish restaurant. <laughs> like it's like the restaurant. It's kind of restaurant. It's, it's like the kind of restaurant where you can get like a seafood boil, like yeah. hundreds of dollars. It's a seafood restaurant. They're like, no, they're the poorest family in town ever. (laughs) So, so, uh, um, so after the assassination is where they, where Dawson saves the day with his invention of the tracking shot using a wheelchair. So he, he saves this dog shit movie. The movie was terrible, but now that his stamps on it, he saved the day. And now he respects it a little bit more because like he has his imprint on it and he saved the day and everybody claps and. He, I mean, it's insane. Cloud, oh my God, Dawson, you're a genius. And then Jen calls him a genius. They go and celebrate at the ice house with some, you know, burgers or whatever they eat, soda pop to to uh for, to go. <laughs> We're gonna have some cokes and some sandwiches, but to go. And Joey's still on high from her day of talking about conspiracy theories and presidential assassinations. So she's like, <laughs> Yeah, Dawson. You know that moment in shows where it's like the girl that likes the guy has another kind of guy. So I call it the Professor Ogilvy effect. Like, so when when yep. when when Miss Parker found a new guy she's like hello hello stanley there was no more hey professor ogilvy it was like hey no. hello stanley um hey good to see you have a nice day so she does that to dawson but again he's yep. still not he doesn't know yet because he, he's oblivious everyone knows she likes him except him but she's yeah, she's got her mind on other things she's got a rich man you know she's on yachts going to private islands life's looking great for joey i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry deborah so um but yeah they're celebrating and anderson oh but no here we go here's the drama here we Anderson comes into the restaurant and now Joey has to pretend to be Deborah in front of her sister, in front of Dawson, in front of Jen, in front of Bodie too. Everyone is in on the lie, right? And it takes it takes Dawson a little bit of time to get up to speed, but Jen because he's, he's 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 well he's self-centered and he doesn't give a shit about what's what are you why are you lying? Like he doesn't even understand like what are we talking about? Like that's not how the world works in my eyes. No. Your name's your name's Joey and I I can't pick up on what you're talking about because I don't care because right. it's not about me. So I'm selfish. Yes. So yeah. but Jen, being a good person who doesn't get a lot of lines in the show, sadly, it's Michelle Williams though. So she goes on she's doing all right. She's all right. She's doing, she all right. Right. She's doing all right. But she uh displays several times in the first couple episodes that she really wants to be uh Joey's friend. And so she right. picks up on the lie immediately and starts, you know, uh adding little things. We're from out of town as well, which is a hard lie to cause he could have gone, Oh, are you guys also from from manhattan or you know like then we're going into this whole thing she has to try to say the same school that joey said she went to that was a very risky lie to you could have just said like we live here and we met her like we're also we're all from new york and all of our parents came here at the same time we all are ceos yes what company uh uh The, we're co We're all. All of our parents are on the board of tampon. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Bodie too comes in in the clutch because Betsy cannot pick up at all what's going on. Bing, bing, bing. Joey. Need a takeout. Sandwiches up. You know, Anderson. The uh, the food's good here, but the service is a little iffy. 
Oh, big family scrabble tournament tonight. Hey, Joey. She's so busy running this rinky-dink fish restaurant. Right. And that, being pregnant. Yeah, like, oh, my God, girl, pay attention. So, no. you know, she can't really see, like, there's a lot happening, but Bodie, too, comes in the clutch, asks Joey, I'm sorry, Deborah, like, hello, ma'am, can I get you something? And then the guy's like, um, excuse me, I ordered takeout. He's like, oh, right this way. And, you know, <laughs> saves the day. Joey's like, thanks. But we know what she meant thanks for. And then Bodie whisks, whisks off Anderson and bails her out at the last minute. So shout out to Bodie, too. Bodie, uh, Bodie's awesome. I like Bodie two a lot. Now Bodie, I have no attachment to Bodie one. I just know they they ant vived him. I'm sure he could have done these things that Bodie two is doing as well. But after this episode and uh, uh, remarking on these things, this will be the last time I call him Bodie two because Bodie one was only in the first episode yeah. for like two seconds. Let it go. So you he's let he's it go. he's Bodie and I like him. And he is you know, Bodie. yeah, so uh, Bodie, I, I'm gonna now refer to him for, <clears throat> henceforth, Bodie. Really came in in the clutch in that fish scene and saved Joey's ass. And I like him a lot. I think he's cool. And I don't, I, I can't wait to see how they, as the show goes forward, like, how are you going to make them the poor people in town? The because, poor people. You know, like, I, like, cause I'm, I'm just not seeing it. I, the dots aren't connecting for me. You know, I, maybe my, you know, my eyes aren't open and I'm not looking and I'm looking at squares when I should be looking at circles. So did you know with Bodhi too? I don't know. If, no, not literally Bodhi too, but Bodhi Bodie as, as well. well. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got me. You got me. Uh, I did a deep dive on him. Oh. He lost both his legs last year in a car accident. Shut the fuck up. He, you... It was a hit and run. He was leaving his yoga studio. Shut a up. A car hit him. And left. left. He had to get both legs amputated. Shut up. That's crazy. Absolutely insane. I went down a rabbit hole. I was like, let me see what happened wow. to the black folks in there. Wow. Is this set cursed? Are we, is this, are we, is this cursed for black folks? I don't know. You said Angela I, Ray's still working, right? Does she have all of her appendages? She has all she her cool. appendages and everything. She could. Okay. She I'm like, I, I thought we were about to start like a rumor here. Like, is Dawson's Creek cursed? <laughs> like, every time you see a black people. person, it's like, oh, yeah, they caught rickets. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody who was a black person on that appeared on Dawson's Creek. Something bad happened to her. Look at look at look at the facts. I'm gonna keep track of that from now on. Every time I see a black person, I'm gonna make a tally and then do my research and see if like yeah yeah are they okay? Yeah, they are. Are they uh, fine? Bodie, he uh he was struggling for a second, but he's doing okay. That's good. That's Jesus. That's good to hear. Jesus. Oh my God. Okay. So after Jen and Bodie, Bodie number Bodie the only saves the day. Uh, they we now proceed to. Uh, what happened after the filming of the tracking shot for Pacey, which is him creeping up in his wheelchair and listening to Mr. Gold and Miss Jacobs have a conversation as adults, a little bit of jerk joking flirtation, but whatever that's their That's grown folks business. That's grown right. folks business. And he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, like, I, I guess he, maybe he was going to go do a bit. Because he's 15, so he's like, oh, I'm going to go see Tamara, my girlfriend, and, like, be in a wheelchair because it's the what? 90s and you can do stuff like that, I guess. He could make some kind no. of in- inappropriate joke of some That's kind. not appropriate. Yeah, so he's in the wheelchair, and then he has this look on his face when he hears that she has the nerve to make plans with another adult man. Hello, Tamara. Mr. Gold is right around the corner. I know. I heard he's walking you home. Well, Mr. Gold is a friend of mine. Oh, clearly. We're friends, Pacey. I know what you do with your students, so I guess he's in for one heck of a ride. Look, you have got to stop with this before it gets out of hand. Oh, this is already out of hand. I have to go. Wait, wait. 
from me? You. I want you. So it's like, you love this woman, but you're throwing the fact that she's a statutory rapist in her face. In the movie Boy Next Door, they hook up, and then the next day she's like, hey, we can't do that anymore. So he starts showing up to her house, and he's like, he like has these like little sexual innuendos around her kids because he, he, he befriends her son. And I'm going to go on a Boy Next Door tangent. He befriends her son, who was like a little nerdy kid, and then yeah. he shows up at the house the day after they hook up, and she tells him off, like, hey, we, this can never happen again. He shows up at the house. There's fresh baked cookies on the counter. And, and then he goes, yeah, come on. Uh, do you want to take a cookie for the road? I love your mother's cookies. They're great, right? Uh, nice to meet you. Hey, you too, pal. But he, like, looks at Ew. her. While, and it, but it's dark. It's all dark. It's all, like, he's saying all these things around people that are, have innuendo to them, and she knows but it, he, he knows he's trying to make her uncomfortable. And that's what Pacey does in the scene. Like, to bring up the fact that, oh, I know you fuck students. Like, you're trying to fuck me. So, you know, I can only imagine what you do with, like, your friends. That's, you, that's you saying what you're doing is wrong, and I know that. And now I'm going to use it as ammunition against you. Which is this crazy flip of, like, she's the bad guy. But right. now, like, you're the, you're the bad guy, too. Like, you're, like, making yourself a villain when you're supposed to be a victim. But none of that it's is the case so in any close. of this. It's just a, it's just the '90s, so it's just a, a relationship, really. It's like I don't think this ends in like, oh, uh, you know, Pacey realizes that he's a victim of molestation of some kind. That's not how this is going to be worked out. She's just going to like move. I got a new, I got a new job in, uh, uh, in Manhattan, and then she just leaves. I don't think this ends in her in handcuffs and him going to therapy, which is the real okay. what really should happen. Right. So this is just playing like a relationship, and they're having a spat. But it plays so dark. Like, he's like, you know, oh. But then again, he flips it at the end. Like, what, what do you want from me? This is, she She says like a, I know what you did last summer line to him. Yes. Because he's like a serial, he's crazy. And he's like, like what do you want? I want I want you. And she finds that endearing. That, that works. That is not sexy. That works. After he like corners you and threatens, kind of low key threatens your job and your livelihood. And then he's like, but I, I want you. And she's like, oh. He don't even have chest hair yet. He doesn't. He doesn't even. He can't even get a learner's permit. He can't have no cocktails. This is a boy. He like he is a bait. Look, and like I said, I used to be a teacher. I worked in Chicago public schools for a while. I worked everywhere. I've worked with 15 year old boys. They stink. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't know wear deodorant yet. <laughs> they don't know what deodorant yeah. is yet. Are they overax themselves? Oh boy, I was a who I was one of those. Ooh, well, it's, it's Lanisa. It, Lanisa, for one, it says on the can that there's pheromones in the Axe body spray, and if you spray it on yourself, the girls will go crazy. So of course you spray yourself right after gym class, right after you play five games of basketball, and you're Ooh. you're sweating, and you're you're you know you're like black but red because you've been sweating so hard. Like you're black but you're red. You're so flush. You're so flushed from working out. I can't get to that point now because I'm an adult. But like at 15, I would get so flushed from running around that I would be red with my my cocoa brown skin would be red with blood from running around. And then I and glistening from sweat and my shirts like it's like stretched out and off my shoulder a little bit. And I just go and I make an X. I make an X at the end because X. And then I go there and I'm like, let's go to X at the end. That's what it's the Lanisa. It's the directions on the can. Come on. To make an X at the, That's how they tell you to apply it. You, you apply Axe body spray in an X. Oh, but I would go. Directions? Yeah. How, 
How else do you think you make it work? You have to, you got to know how to, you can't just put it on and think it works. You have to, uh, you have to know. spray acts willy-nilly. No, it has, there's a, there's a, there's a motion to it. I would spray it above me, walk into it. And then, and then an X. But like so much so that the cold would, the wet cold, it would like make an X on me. And then it's like time, time for fourth period, time for English class. And I would just walk in. I'm going to go flirt with my teacher. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so uh, from there, from that craziness, uh, Dawson and Jen arrive at this magic hour location that they've been talking about this whole fucking movie and (laughs) how amazing it is. And it's like, I mean, it looks like all of Cape Side. Like, it's just like by the water and some trees. It's like a little, it's some flowers. There may be a gazebo nearby. It's like, that's as nice as it gets. It's not a, you know a garden or you know some kind of something like that it just is like a grassy field right but this was where he's gonna get his magic hour shot he goes setting up his things and when i tell you the michelle williams jumped out of jen in this scene he goes we're gonna film some scene for my shitty uh creature of the black lagoon remake and you just the the whole story is crazy he's like you just killed the monster and now you're gonna have this sad look longing thing and she uses no words and is captivating on his camera in the within the cam- like the film within the film of Dawson's Creek him filming his shitty movie she said like he's captivated but also I'm like okay I see okay I see how you go on to win an, uh, an academy yeah. award Michelle Williams in this yeah. shitty teen drama yeah I, like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like yeah I was like there's Marilyn Monroe I see it okay I yeah. got you I'm I'm, I'm here with it yeah, and then so, you know, but this was all a ruse, Lanisa. So yeah. he now is like, well, we shouldn't waste all this ambiance. I mean, I hung up these silk uh, curtains from my mom's house and <laughs> lit all these candles. Like, so we shouldn't waste this. He goes in for his kiss and she's like, what are you doing? His camera's still rolling. He's he's trying to film the kiss. Creepy. Which he will inevitably masturbate to profusely. Like, yeah, he will. That's what he's using that for. He's going to make sure he cuts out the part for his film, but then he's going to yeah. also save the part where they kiss and watch it over and over and over right. and over again because he's a psychopath. He's a fucking psychopath. And he's going to kill somebody at one point in one of these episodes. I just know it, Lenise. I just know I it's so. I just know it's coming one day. Like I know one of these episodes is going to turn into scream. <laughs> Which creek fact, uh Kevin Williamson who created the show wrote the screenplay for Scream. You're right. So that's right. Maybe he maybe we're not maybe we're not seeing the vision and he always wanted Dawson to appear to be a a psychopath. Maybe that's how he pitched it and they were like, No, No, we can't do that. We can't do that. But we can have a grown ass woman molest a little boy. Yeah, that's cool. Blood and gore? No, WB would never allow for that. No, we'd never go for that. Molestation? That'll pass. FCC guidelines are they're cool on that. But yeah. they also can't say masturbate. So in one of the episodes, they said walk the dog. Shut as a, up. As, as a placeholder for masturbate. Uh, so so oh. also, uh, um, my song of the creek is playing in this scene where the, he sets up the thing and, and Jen is, uh, you know, not talking while he's filming her in the beautiful scene. It's all I want by Toad the Wet Sprocket. It's playing while she's saying nothing and being filmed and. The only reason I selected it is because I like saying Toad the Wet Sprocket. The song is so-so, and Toad the Wet Sprocket has some songs that are all right. But um, I just wanted to say Toad the Wet Sprocket. I always pick a song of the creek. Usually, usually there wasn't much to pick from from this episode. These songs were so-so, but 
because there was a Toad the Wet Sprocket song in there, I was like, I like I like saying Toad the Wet Sprocket. Now said it like eight times in just the matter of the last thirty seconds. And so I made that my song of the creek. Uh, All I want by Toad the Wet Sprocket was playing. And then once again, so that's immediately turned to nothing by Dawson becoming a psychopath and being caught filming a kiss. Which yeah. for this time, for them to be fifteen and for it to be the nineties, he might as well be filming them about to have sex. Yeah, like that's true. It, she should be as she should be as upset as if she found a camera when they were about to have sex. In my opinion, right. it just yeah. it it's like. They're 15. Like, what are you going to show this? You go to your head goes to the place. Like, what are you going to show this to your friends? Why are you filming? Why are you? Why are you filming? Yeah. So I, I think that that was a very big like line cross. But these two white men in this episode specifically, but I, I'm sure I'm sure every episode they wiggle oh. their ways right out of this. These cra- they show these signs of insaneness and they're just like, but no, I'm I'm a good person. And they're like, you're right. You're you are. Right. You are a good person. So it's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're, we're headed to, we're headed towards the wind down of this episode. And sadly, Joey's dreams are crushed and, um, her, her, uh, her dream fling ends with a goodbye kiss to, um, I'll remember you by Sophie Zelmani. Um, as you know, uh, her and, um, Anderson are out on the boat and the moon is full and it's sad because she's still holding this lie up, but he caught her cause she right. couldn't, she couldn't, you know, she said like, Oh, um, I want I, I like boule. They were talking about a restaurant, and he's like, "But boule, it never, Yeah, you know. So, um, her lie falls apart, but she gets a goodbye kiss, and he gives her her phone number. And I'm intrigued as to he now knows she's a liar. I think you know because he right. that that and he's made it thoroughly clear early on in the episode, Lanisa, that he does not like liars. He's looking for an honest girl, and now he stands <laughs> before him, Deborah. A lie, a facade. The facade has been shattered, and she stands before him, a liar. I wonder if that, if that phone number was real. Not that it matters, because she, when she talks to Bodie, who, yeah. for him being poor, knows a lot about Manhattan restaurants, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know how? how did, what do you know about Manhattan? You poor, you and your <laughs> fish and chips restaurant. It's cra- like the, he's such a well-rounded character in just the couple of. I'm like, okay, so he's been to Manhattan. He clearly is some kind of restaurant tour. He's right. gone and tried foods from all kind of restaurants to bring to his restaurant. And they're like, no, nah, this is the poor family in town. Uh, <laughs> so he goes, oh no, uh, I like Boulay, but I prefer this restaurant. Actually, Boulay closed down. He knows everything. Boulay closed down a couple years ago. And she goes, oh my god, he caught me. She balls up the phone number, throws it out the window, heartbroken. Throws it out the tr- the poor truck. Yeah, they the, yeah, they're poor. Yeah, they're poor pickup truck because they're poor trash, and you know, leaving their rinky dink restaurant on a wharf. It's so it's such a crazy story. <laughs> such a, it's such a crazy storyline. This beautiful restaurant with these beautiful like antiques around, and they sell fish, and they have them leave in a pickup truck, three to a seat, because <laughs> they're because they're poor. <laughs> it's like it's like Anderson and the boat and the violin. Yeah, it's, it's like, like well, uh, you know, poor people play violins on boats. I mean, rich people right? play violins on boats. And poor people only have one seat in their car and they all have to share. <laughs> you know how poor people are. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so now we're back at the magic hour point and Jen is justifi- justifiably like, what the hell? Why are you filming me? And what is this? And he goes on this whole long tangent. I don't know what else to say, Jen, except that my intentions are nothing short of honorable. I've never met anyone like you before, Jen. You scare me. I scare you? 
And I love the way you scare me, but it makes me nervous. And then I, I do or say something stupid, and then I, I spend all this energy coming up with ideas to be smart so that you won't think I'm stupid. But then those ideas ultimately backfire, making me look even more stupid. And I, it's just a vicious cycle. And I'm, I'm really at the end of my rope right now, Jen, because all I want to do is kiss you. And I'm afraid if I don't kiss you soon, I'm going to explode. <sighs> Who says that? Who talks like this? Nobody. Who calls themselves honorable? A psychopath. Nobody. A psychopath calls themselves honorable. Yeah. Because it's insane. But it works, though, Lanisa. It, it works. It works. I think what it is, like, these are the fantasies of these white executive men yeah. that okayed the show. So they were like, <laughs> in my mind, I would have yeah. said this, and she wouldn't have slapped me across the face. No. <laughs> I think it's these white execs that were, like, living this fantasy yes. out yes. in this moment. Yeah. It's like this sick fantasy that they just yeah. like got to play out. Yeah. It's like the woman's going to do what I want them to do this time. Like you're going to yeah. be impressed and you're going to, you're going to take my bullshit. Like, no, no, I was just filming it because I just wanted it to be perfect. And I wanted it to last forever. The moment. Cause you're so beautiful. Cause you're so beautiful. Okay. And she's like, you know what? That's so sweet right. and you're kind and you're not a psychopath that wants to kill me. And okay. I love it. Now the show, oh. the episode ends. Oof. where uh you know uh you know now jen is like well you know i i really hope i can live up to your expectations for how great you want this kiss to be but oh my god somebody's arrived at uh uh the uh golden hour pond and so Bravo. they scatter Bravo. quickly underneath a boat and then they have one of those classic 90s kisses where they like go in and then pull back a little bit and then their yep. lips like gray it's so, this makes me throw up every 90s show <laughs> And movie had one of these kisses where it's like, oh, hello. And then like lip graze and then pull back, Ew. pull back really far and then go in fast and pull back and then go, go in some more and then kiss. It was one of those. And then it just was disgusting. So, it painful too. Uh, oh my God, it's insane. So they're kissing and everything. You're like, okay, cool. Well, not really. I'm like, why does this guy keep getting rewarded for his terrible behavior? And then yeah. pan to Pacey losing his virginity. To, to Mrs. Jacobs on the ground and the song I'm sorry the song was Meredith was by Meredith Brooks it was the song it was a song called What Would Happen by Meredith Brooks it's very oh, raspy yes. very raspy acoustic song as it pans from them kissing over to and you go okay whoa drama I like it sassy what a way to end a show oh I don't think so this 15 year old just fucked an adult in the grass in the grass this woman has a mortgage I'm sure like you don't have a home like why I don't get why they went there. This is what this is what two teenagers do. Like let's go to underneath the stars, and it's like she's thirty five, which in Hollywood years is like you're sixty years old, Miss right. Miss Miss Jacobs. You're you're an, like, you're ancient. You don't want to have sex in the grass. You're I don't even know how they still let you act at thirty five years old for one. <laughs> so you're ancient, and you go have sex in the grass when you have a home. You're a teacher. In the 90s, you count for she inflation. She all that grass just so spread out, too. I was like, girl, there's ticks in there. You're going to get Lyme yeah, disease. You're going to get Lyme disease. Both of you are going to get Lyme disease. His bird-chested body is laid upon her. Not only do they have sex in the grass, they snuggle in the grass. Cute moment. She has, a look of, she has a look of shame on her face a little bit, but she's not pushing him away. She's no. snuggled up within him. Cut to, you know, fade to black. That is the episode uh, of, of Dawson's Creek uh, um, uh, Kiss. Yeah, but, it uh, should have been called Molestation. Yeah, it should have been called Statutory. 
Thank uh, you. <laughs> so um, here, here at Down by the Creek, Lanise, I like to I like to play a couple of games, right? I um, love it. The, the first game I want to play is um, so based on all of the character traits that you've learned and gleaned only from this episode. Okay. I like to play a little game called Joey's Choice, right? So you're in a boat. You're on the creek. Okay. You come okay. across two men struggling for their lives, Dawson and Pacey. You can only save one based on the person that you saw in this episode, Kiss. Okay. Who do you save? Do I have to save? <laughs> <laughs> you have to save. I this is a hard one because they're both serial killers in this episode. They're both gross. I guess I'll save ugh, Pacey. Wow. Still? Wow. Nobody has picked Dawson so far. Nobody His has picked Dawson so far. Makes me ew. His face. <laughs> Just <laughs> I don't want to. I at least Pacey. I feel like we could have a fun conversation. Yes. And I'd be like, Son. Yes. Now that you've gotten through that, can we take you to therapy? Yes. He's going to talk to you like a normal 15 year old. Like, did you see the, the Boston Red Sox game last night? Oh, man. Right. Did you watch Friends or whatever? Right. And, and Dawson's like, I don't really like Friends. I prefer to watch um, Andy Warhol films. And, um, right. Uh, <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? Leave me alone. Like, do you want to watch a- the Film Institute where we uh, <laughs> stop? Uh, let's just know. Do you yeah, want- I feel like he would always try to one up you. And I'm like, bitch, I got two masters. Yeah. <laughs> I've trained in this. You can't talk oh, to him about movies like um you know I, I, man did you see Pulp Fiction? Uh, I thought Pulp Fiction was a little derivative. There's actually um another film from 1973 that's it's you know uh, Quentin Tarantino really ripped off a lot of the stuff. It's like oh my god, never mind, man. Don't come. Uh, I don't want to uh, go to the movies anymore. Fuck it, man. Just forget it. Yeah, he'd so, have to drown. <laughs> Dawson. So so and you his hair. so his you, hair makes me want to drown him. So you know that hair is based on Brad Pitt. That's what they were uh -oh. going for. That's what that. they wanted him to have. James Vanderbeek, listen, fine looking guy. Have no problem with James Vanderbeek. He ain't Brad Pitt. He's not he at Brad, all. He ain't Brad Pitt. At he all. He ain't Brad Pitt. How he get cast? James Vanderbeek? Kevin Williamson, the creator of the show, loved Joshua yeah. Jackson so much, he wanted him to be Dawson. The production staff and WB didn't like him as Dawson. And Kevin, so Kevin Williamson was like, well, he's going to do something because I just love the kid. I just got oh, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm going to lock in no matter what. I got something. That's pretty I got cool. something. Yeah, so I got something. Uh, Lanisa, um, first of all, I want to thank you for joining me doing this. This is amazing. This was so much fun. I apologize for my sniffles the entire time. Lanisa, like, Lanisa, it's not the COVID. I know you're in the West Coast, but, you know, you guys got some rain recently. It tore Twitter apart. So, you know, I understand it. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the flu season's going around. Regular flu still right. exists or just sniffles, you know, allergies. Take some Benadryl. Um, yes. But um, uh, what we like to do here at down by the creek is um i like to have my guests put a message in a bottle based oh. based on you know <laughs> based based on the lessons that this episode tried <laughs> tried to teach <laughs> like what did you learn what did you learn from this uh, 45 minutes of yes. your time that was spent watching this episode please take your time if you if you need you can look up a poem or whatever you need to do whatever limerick or or words you want to say that surmise the lesson from this and I will then put that in a bottle and throw it into the creek to thank you okay. for coming here. And while you're doing that, there will be a cover of Paula Cole's I Don't Wanna Wait swelling in the background gently. I love it. I love it. So take your time. Bitch. Okay. Give me a second. Oh yeah, Give no, take your time. Take your time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What you took away from Kiss. 
All right. All right, this is what I took away. That being 35 <laughs> is such a horrible thing that it okays sleeping with children as a woman. Let me say that <laughs> as a woman. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, yuck. I mean, 35, I come on. Once you have reached the old Cicely Tyson age of 35, you have every right to sleep with children. Yeah, I mean, you're basically going through a midlife crisis at that point. I mean, like it's almost it's almost over for you. It's you know, over. like why not have the thrill of young meat upon you and yes. bird and bird chest, hairless chest, young, uh, hairless hairless, ha- hairless upper lip, hairless everything. Nothing. You know, boy body. You know, yeah. <laughs> when you're an old when you're an, when you're an old fogey like that at the ripe old gross age of 35, you need a thrill. You need something. <laughs> Sometimes it's the young lion on the block, you know? <laughs> the young lion of Joshua. <laughs> Josh, I'm going to you know? puke <laughs> You know, everybody describes Joshua Jackson as a young lion. That's what they call him in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lanisa, uh, first, yeah. you know, again, again, thank you once again for taking the time out to do this. Uh, I would love for you to uh, plug any projects you have coming up, anything you have coming up in 2021 whatever you plug your socials you know please whatever the floor is yours please oh i love that i love it uh yeah so please keep following if you haven't followed us yet uh follow us over at hashtag booked hashtag book it is a sketch series in which we really just talk about the joys and misfortunes of being an actor of color in the industry uh etc cetera, etc cetera. we do so, a lot of fun things and i just gotta say you and danielle it's so funny it's so real i love it and I love that it's it's from the perspective of of like working actors because people people get Hollywood misconstrued where it's like right you're either like Kerry Washington or right. that's it like that's what Hollywood is it's like no you can work in Hollywood as a job you can be your career yeah. in many yeah. ways so you guys show all these perspectives of things that are so realistic and relatable to people trying to break into the industry people who are in the industry it's not just like Oh, I'm on set. Have my own trailer, and you know, I have like 17 assistants, and it's like this is this is not that's not everyone's experience on a set, and there's so many people on a set, you know. So, and and it's hilarious. You guys are hilarious. I love it. Um, well, thank you. So, please uh, follow us. We got some exciting things coming up for the new year. Uh, me personally, I'm doing a lot more voiceovers, which is so much fun. I have a uh, I got my first series regular on a cartoon that'll come out next year. Congratulations. And- Thank you. I'm excited. I can't even say what it is yet. Please don't. Those true. NDAs are a bitch. NDA. <laughs> I'm gonna try to hey, keep my job. Yeah, and, and it's good to be signing NDAs. So you know, it, you know, Fat. booked. You know, and busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, for anybody who didn't understand my little uh, joke in the intro, I was serious. Uh, you voiced a character on Call of Duty. Uh, uh, Warzone Sid and I believe that anybody who wins one of these fucking e-gaming championships and your characters on the screen they need to run you that goddamn coin I didn't know all that so oh they're making making bank well I didn't get it my brothers play video games Uh and then one of my brothers like oh I'm going to a video game tournament oh yeah esports esports is a thing these kids are these kids are winning a million dollars playing the game I didn't get that (laughs) <laughs> listen we're gonna put we're gonna put lanisa's cash app in the description if you win <laughs> if you won any cash prizes playing that game as sid you're gonna you're gonna run her her coin Just or you're gonna like see 10%. me 
I just need like ten percent, son. <laughs> and that's on. And that's on. Period. Or you're, or you're gonna see me. Lanisa, <laughs> thank you once again. This has been so fun. I've enjoyed this. And to everybody listening, again, if you have any uh, love triangle high school stories, if you have any uh, covers of Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait that you want to send, or if you have any creek facts that I missed or you just want to enlighten us, like about the thing about Brody, that was wow. Um, please feel free to send those to creektalk98 at gmail.com, and I would love to read them and play them on the show. And until then, see you next creek. <laughs>